Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. First Samuel. It is one of my favorite narratives of the entirety of the text in First Samuel chapter 30, not for the way it starts, but for the way it finishes. I feel so strongly to preach this tonight that had I preached it last week, I probably would just preach it again. It came to pass when David and his men, verse 1, were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south of Ziklag and had smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein and slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire. Everybody say burned with fire. Yeah, they had torched their city. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were all taken captive. Every one of them had been taken by the Amalekites. Jump down. Verse 8. David inquired of the Lord. He asked him a question. Brother Barkus, i got to be honest. I don't know if we too often move too quickly without consulting God. It's got to be right. Well, it seems as if it's a no-brainer that it's right. David, go after your stuff. Go after your wife. Go after your children. But the Bible says, He inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Here's what he wanted to know. Secondly, shall I overtake them? Isn't it something that David would have considered going even if he would have known he would lose? Shall I pursue... Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. I'm going to preach to you tonight what I believe is to be our theme. Now, we're not going to wear it out all year long, but I feel it very clear from the Lord that in 2021, this church, Calvary Tabernacle, is meant to pursue. We are meant to pursue God we are meant to pursue connections and community, and we are permitted to pursue the city of Indianapolis. We are meant to pursue God. We are meant to pursue community within the church, connection within the church, and we are meant to pursue Indianapolis. And that goes for every surrounding community and every city. Hmm. Man, I feel a... You're just going to have to help me a little bit tonight, okay? I feel a heaviness. Throw your hands towards heaven, if you will, one more time, or at least lift your voice and pray. Would you pray that the Word of God could do a work on your heart here tonight and help me to preach? Help me to preach in a way that it's received, O oh God, with gladness. Help me to preach, Lord, your Word, that it might stir more, for the mo- more than just for the moment, but for the entire year. <clears throat> God, I pray it in your name. Let it be done. 
Somebody shout amen. 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 Turn to three or four people before you're seated and tell them you've got to pursue. Come on, find a few people, tell them you've got to pursue. David's in a unique spot. David's been fighting with the Philistine army. Remember David got famous for killing that Philistine giant? Remember that? David secured his name in every youth rally from then to now with one good slingshot and one good stone and four more in the pocket. But David is a guy who went from the platform of the meadow to the javelin hurling back room of a king. (laughs) The insults that had been put against Saul, David has killed his tens of thousands. It put something in the spirit of Saul. Saul became troubled. Study scripture. The Bible says that there became a tormenting spirit from the Lord. The only time Saul would feel better was when. When David would play, study the scripture, Saul wouldn't be better, he would just feel better. That's why worship services can't save us. We got to have the word save us. Uh Uh-huh. We can feel better, but we got to be better. And that only comes through the word of God. Doesn't matter whether I'm preaching or somebody else is preaching. You've got to have a pastor in your life. But me being up here and being the one preaching tonight, if it was one of the other ministers, it'd be just as powerful. It's the word that saves us, not the orator, not the speaker. It's the divine reality of this word. But David is in a place where now he has been fighting for the Philistine army. He has been fighting with them. How many in here say Philistine? No, if you say Philistine instead of Philistine, raise your hand. You say Philistines. How many say Philistines? How many of you did that? Because I'm saying Philistines tonight. No, I'm just kidding. Don't matter. Potato, potato. Tomato, tomato. But he's been fighting with them. Now even they don't want him. Zach, imagine that you're fighting with the army And now there's a murmuring that when they really get into the battle with the people, hey, you know David, he's going to probably turn and and, and cut somebody's head off. So now you're kicked out of our army. It's a tough deal when you can't fight for your people or the enemy. Even the enemy doesn't want you. Right? Remember this. There's a bunch of people in here that you could serve the reminder that hell only wanted you until he got what he wanted from you. And then he didn't feel like you had much value left. Your value is short-lived in the world. But your value in the kingdom of God is exponential. Uh Uh-huh. You try to recommit to the things of God, people that didn't want to be your friends all of a sudden will be. I'm going to tell you what they are. They're sent by hell to distract you. Man, I feel something on me right now. And David... 
David's in a place where he and the men have been sent home. This renegade group of guys that's following after David, they're fighting with all this strength that they could muster. They have been sent home. They have been away from their wives. They've been away from their children. And you must picture them in the way that the movie of your mind would play it out as they're riding towards town. They're riding towards Ziklag while the cave could not save them and the Philistine front lines could not be their safe place. Ziklag always would be. Ziklag was where Mama made that bread just the way he liked it. Ziklag would be the place where the kids were kicking a can around in the, uh, amongst the houses. Ziklag was the place which was secure and it was safe and it smelled like home and it felt like home and everything seemed just right. The problem was from a great distance, the smoldering, smoking city was bearing evident that what they thought was safe was not. And when they draw towards town, Ziklag has been burned with fire. It's an unfortunate fact that I have had friends through the years, and some of you have as well, that have lost their home in a fire. Accidents that have occurred. I have a very dear friend that lost their their home and lost a family member in a tragic fire. And the, 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 the conversation that follows that, and I don't mean to play on heartstrings here with this, but picture if you can, showing up and not a home is gone. The whole city is burned to the ground. Not a child is gone. All the children are gone. Not a wife is gone. Everyone's wife is gone. Everyone's son is gone. Everybody's daughter is gone. These men are ready to kill David. Yes, they are. They're ready to kill him on the spot. We followed you loyally. You watch this with the children of Israel up and down through the entire Old Testament. They're ready to turn on each other. We, listen, folks. <laughs> we cannot so easily turn on one another. Just, we got to rise above that. That might make sense before you got the Holy Ghost, but after you got the Holy Ghost, you got to rise above that. Get, turn to your neighbor. Elbow them a little bit. Say, give me the benefit of the doubt. They don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt. And you know why, Brother Mast? Because they came home and their wives are gone. And their kids are gone. And somebody's going to pay. Somebody's going to pay now. And David did what David had become the master of. He went to prayer. Because there's nothing that the enemy can get you into that prayer cannot get you out of. Mm-hmm. He went to prayer. And what were his words? Shall I pursue this truth? And shall I overtake them? I love that. I love that confidence. Brother Van Slyke, I love that confidence. Just should I fight? And then do I get to win that second? If we love to fight as much as we love to win... Problem is we are living in a world that is so ego consumed. It's not about the fight. It's about the name. It's about the win. It's about the ego. David just said first, should I go after him? 
And God said, pursue. You shall overtake. Not only are you going to overtake them, I'm giving everything back. Some of you think I'm just preaching to excite you. I'm telling you I feel a word from heaven for Calvary Tabernacle. We are taking it back. We're taking our cities back. We're taking our family back. We're taking our fight. Somebody hear me right now. You're going to take your finances back in 2021. He's going to give you the greatest job that you've ever had in your life. That is not blabbing and grabbing preaching. That's a word from heaven for somebody. It's time to square your shoulders and pursue. Pastor, you don't understand what I've been through. No, maybe not, but he does. And his word for you is get up, dust yourself off, and let the enemy know you're not keeping my wife, you're not keeping my kids, you're not destroying my marriage. You think you burnt down my home? I'm coming after my stuff. Hear me right now. The buildings can be rebuilt. We don't worship the buildings. We don't worship the buildings. We don't worship our homes. If your home goes up in flames, God forbid, but, but you can keep your family. What really matters at the end of the day? I know you don't want to lose the memorabilia. I know that you don't want to lose the pictures. I know that you don't want to lose the videos. But the truth at the end of the day is, God told David, you go ahead and pursue. Because the things of value are going to be the things that the enemy protect. Listen, please catch this revelation. The enemy didn't burn anything that held value. Please catch that. He didn't burn up anything that held value. He gathered up everything with value. He carted off Brother Womble everything with value. He took it with him. Everything that had value, he took with him. That's why God was able to speak to David. Go ahead and pursue. You're getting everything. For some of us in this room, you've been convinced it's destroyed. And I got news for you, it's not destroyed. It had too much value. The enemy wouldn't destroy it. He's just carted it off for a little bit of time. I got news for you. It's time for you to get it back. Yes, it is. I know you've heard this kind of preaching, but my God, I can't get away from it right now. In 2021, I feel like getting it back. I'm going to be the first one to tell you. I thank God for all the prodigals that have come home, but there's a lot more that got to get back. Some of you, hear me, hold on, hear me. Some of you prodigals in the house that you've only been back in the last six months, God's going to use you to reach prodigals in 2021. You're going to be the greatest soul winner. You're going to be the greatest soul winner. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I'm going to prove it. Can I prove it to you? I'm going to prove it. You may be seated. They start after them. How many knows the story? What do they find? There's an Egyptian slave laying in the field, ready to die. I'm telling you, part of me wishes I'd have preached this this morning so I could just preach it again. He's laying, dying in the field, Brother Barkus. They stumble upon him. Bring him to David. What's your problem, boy? 
He begins to disclose all of it. I'm an Egyptian slave. I'm a slave to an Amalekite master. Three days ago, I felt, I felt sick. I don't have time to completely flesh it out, but read the story. Brother Ross, he wasn't sick. They weren't feeding him anything. And anytime the enemy takes you to a place where you're malnourished, there is, there is very little difference between malnourished and sick. They mirror each other. That's why you put somebody in the presence of where they begin to feast on the things of God. <laughs> the problem with some of us in this room is not that we don't have the... It's not that God doesn't want to fill us. It's that we're not feasting on the things of God that are plentiful. He was left there. He was lying there, laying to die in a field. You've got to see his little sunburnt face. He was tore up, laying there... Dried out, hair was sandy, his clothes were tattered. He is at the point of death. And they found him, Brother Brown, and they start giving him some cakes. They start giving him some figs, and they give him water. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to in the last month alone that told me after coming up out of that water, they never felt anything like that. If we can get them in the water... Put a little water inside of him. All of a sudden that guy started feeling better. It wasn't that he was sick. It was that he was malnourished. And when he started feeling a little queasy on the journey, that, 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 that Amalekite master that had already got him to do his dirty work said, why would I share my rations with you? Watch this. They have just invaded Ziklag. They have just taken not only what they had, but the entire spoils of that city. But the truth was at the end of the day, all that master wanted was his dirty work done for him. Here's how we know it happens. Because when they brought him to David, David said, tell us your story. He said, yeah, that's who I am. And a few days ago, we burned Ziklag with fire. I would have liked to have seen the look in David's eyes, Brother Gwaltney, when this little Egyptian slave looked at him and told him, I'm the one maybe that burned down your place. My first response would have been to wear him out. Any other guys in here? Come on, you lie, you fry. My first response would have been to judo chop him. But aren't you glad that the Lord is teaching us a little something about finding value in the unlikely candidate? Because in David's mind, see, he prayed before he started the journey. God knew when David prayed, I've already dropped off an answer. He won't look like an answer when you find him, but I've already put an answer on the journey. The problem, the problem is you want the answer to look clean and neat and everything together. No, 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 no. Most of the time the answer will not be recognized as an answer until you have the decency to investigate it just a little bit. And when he started talking, he asked him a question that really the portals of history were not even ready to record. But David said, you think you could lead us to them? If I'm there, I'm thinking, what? This kid don't know. Just give him. David said, no, 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 no. You think you could lead us? Because David knew a little something about feeling abused. 
David knew a little something about feeling neglected. David carried the weight of being the kid in his own house who his dad wouldn't invite to the party when the king was or when Samuel was coming to anoint a new king. David had a little something to feel. David knew what it was like to dodge and try to try to miss that that that, that spear coming out of his head. David said, "You think you think maybe isn't it amazing?" That that Egyptian slave said, yeah, but I got a condition. Just don't give me back to my old master. He said, I can lead you to two conditions. I'll lead you to them. Two conditions. Don't kill me and don't give me back to him. Because giving him back, me back to him is the same as killing me. I want to tell you in this house, there's a bunch of people here that are no better than an Egyptian slave. That the devil left you to die somewhere. He used you up. He messed up your marriage. He destroyed your family. He, Come on, ex-alcoholics. Come on, some of you in here that used to be slanderers. Come on, some of you who know that if it wasn't for the grace of God, you'd still be a kid in the field. You'd have died by now. I can't earn this. I don't deserve this. But he found me. And he picked me up. And he fed me. And he gave me his presence. He put water in me. He put food in me. He gave me of the grape of the vineyard. He put it in my spirit. Don't kill me. Don't give me back. Now, no, 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 no. Watch this. Imagine this, this entire, Brother Robeson, this was a bad to the bone army. David's guys, these were some head chopping dudes. Yes, they were. You ever read about some of these guys? These are tough guys. These are the kind of guys that would stand there and, and, and wear out dozens, if not hundreds of men. Samson was not isolated in that ability. They'd stand, shaman stand at the edge of a bean field and say, what's up? Imagine this. All these guys being led by one little kid eating grape. You don't have to look the part. You just got to be the part. We gotta stop trying to impress people. This is not a. They didn't. T My God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it anyway. They didn't have to get him all cleaned up and looking good and make him look like them and act like them and talk like them. He was still gonna be an Egyptian. He was still gonna be a previous slave. He was still gonna be a little bit dirty. He was. But he was gonna lead them to victory. They follow him. They follow, they follow him. Get on the edge of a cliff. Down, down, down there. See him. See, see him. Can you imagine that? They're kind of looking over the cliff. Here they are. They're hiding out. Got their little heart. Some of you remember those old westerns you used to watch. I don't know if that's discernment or suspicion, but. Down there, and, and, and they're, they're all looking. The, the favorite part for me that I don't, I don't get to see, but I know it's there. I know it's there. And I'm gonna, I just I want to ask someday. 
My favorite part that's not, that's not right there in black and white is the crooked little smile on that Egyptian boy's face when that Amalekite master looks up at the hillside. Do you remember me? Yeah. You know what? Some of you ought to get in that mode for 2021. Some of you ought to get in that mode. Hey, hell, remember me? Remember when you told me I was going to lose my mind? Remember? I wish somebody would feel this right now. Remember when you told me my life was over? Come on, Brother Senior. Remember when you told me cancer was going to destroy my body? Remember? Come on, who am I talking to right now? Remember when he told you you were done? Remember when he told you it was over? But here you are. Here you are. Here you are. I got a word for you. Pursue. I want everybody as loud as you can. I'm going to say it, then I want you to shout it because I'm getting a little tired. Okay? Pursue. Pursue. Now this, now this time. That was good. I don't think we could scare anybody. This time, I want you to say it loud enough that hell knows you're not just echoing me. This time when you say it, I want you to say it like you are charging heaven to join you. Like you're asking every angel in the banister to come. Like you're speaking to the great cloud of witnesses. Like you're talking to your family. Like you're preaching over your home. I want you to lift your voice and say, pursue. Pursue. Now I want you to lift your voice with your hands and begin to see it happening in your life and in your family. Pursue, pursue, pursue. Stand with me, stand with me. Everybody say pursue God. We're going to do everything we can in every quarter of this year to give opportunities for you to be able to pursue God, to to pursue community and body, and then to be able to pursue Indy or your community. Everything. Everything. Every quarter, we're going to do our best. Okay? Ladies and gentlemen, steps two and three cannot be activated if step one is not. Can't. If you will not pursue God, genuinely pursue God, do not tell me you want to pursue the community. And do not tell me that you want to pursue souls. You cannot pursue souls as a way of covering up the fact that you're lost yourself. Ministering to somebody right there. Pursue God. We got prayer here, prodigal prayer on Monday night. We got church prayer here every Tuesday night. We got prayer, Brother Ross, every Thursday at 11 a.m. We got Zoom prayers happening every morning. We got Saturday prayer and evangelism at 9 a.m. Every Saturday. Oh, that's a lot of prayer. Not enough. It's not enough. I'm going to tell you something right now. Brother Faulkner, forgive me. I'm going to say it public. He helps with all my projects. I'm sorry. I'm doing my best right now to get it to where we got a 24-hour prayer room. It's just open all the time. People just come pray. 
If we're going to be known for anything, we got to be a church of prayer. If we're going to reach... We've got to be a church that prays. Hmm. Hmm. So we got to pursue God. I'm going to ask some of you, in the, next, in the next two weeks, sometime in the next two weeks, I want you to try to give a, a tithe of the next two weeks to the Lord in fasting. I do. And not the time you're sleeping. Try to give some of these first fruits to the Lord. Give it to him. Come on, a fast wouldn't hurt some of us. It'd help us. It'd realign. It'd refocus us. Why? We're pursuing God. I've told you, but I'm, I'm, I'm asking you again. Here we are, first Sunday in January. I'm asking you to start your day with a devotion. There's too many options. There's too many Bible apps. There's too many bread opportunities. There's too much. Well, Pastor, I don't understand it. Then get a version you can understand. You know how many people I've had tell me I would read the Bible more if I could understand it? Get a version you understand. Oh, Pastor. You think it's better to not read it? Here's what I told, I've told plenty of people. If you're a KJV, you get you a KJV, and you get you an NKJV, and if you need to get you a JBC, if you need to, go all the way back to the ABC. But get something so that you can understand it. If you quote what you cannot live, You're pursuing God. College students, hear me right now. Let God convict your heart if you're pulling all-nighters on papers and can't remember the last time you got lost in prayer. This is who we are, folks. Pursue God. Everybody say, pursue God. Secondly, pursue community. We're trying to do everything we can to pursue and give opportunities for communal gathering in the building. Please hear me. There's been some flexing. There's been some people having to say, hey, we're going to make this different space. We got, we got a few different classes that are making a particular space work right now because while we've got lots of space, we don't have lots of big rooms. Everyone's being kind and working together and trying, trying to build community. We already, where's Brother Lopez? We already had, how many, how many have already signed up for our new members? 22 have already signed up to be in the new members class starting next week. You know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to when that's about 100 people every single week that are in. And I'm going to tell you right now, folks, we're not far from there. We are one, we are one good God moment away from that. Pursue community. If you're a young marriage and there's a young marriage event, I'm, I'm asking you to pursue community in that group. Feel how quiet that is? If you're a senior and the seniors group, lifetimers group, they're having something and you're able at all, go. Join. I'm not taking shots at anybody, but I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of things going on right now to get involved in. 
Some of you have signed up for teams. We're at a place I'm meeting with team leaders. Many have already been activated. Some of you are chomping at the bit wanting to get activated. If you haven't got activated yet and you're still wanting to, don't you hesitate to reach out to me. I promise you there is stuff to do. Look around here. There's lots to do. We need your help. But you've got to pursue community. How many know pastor does his very best to be done at 8 o'clock on Wednesday nights? How many notice that? And how many know that some of you, your wives still won't let you leave till 9.30? Careful, put your hand up. Set you up right there. Somebody said, somebody said, I love that. Why do you do that? Because I want community. I want the body to be able to talk. Some of you cannot help. Eight o'clock for you is a blessing. You got to get the kids out the door. You got to get them in bed. You got school the next morning. But we're trying to create space. The early church grew because they broke bread and fellowshiped. Somebody said, why are we doing the hot chocolate and the cocoa before the service? Because we're breaking bread and we're fellowshipping. With visitors and with the church body. Everybody say, pursue connection. Listen. No one in here has to feel isolated or alone. If you got a bad attitude, I'm asking you to work on it. I'm not trying to be funny right now. I'm asking you to work on it. If you want to have friends, be friendly. Okay? If you know that you are an introvert, it's okay. But when you come, just try to say hi. Just try. You need the body more than you think you might. We need each other. Okay? The third thing, you're going to see it all through our schedule. You see it, see it listed all through the schedule. We're going to pursue Indy. We're going to pursue Greenwood. We're going to pursue Franklin. Yes, we are. We're going to pursue every little town around us. I've been talking to other pastors around. We're going to pursue them. Yes, we are. We're going to join arms with other pastors. We're going to join efforts with other communities. Black, white, Asian. Uh-huh. From the homeless. my heart and I stand before God when I tell you everybody belongs here now now listen time out hear me I will not let anyone be a renegade here that's my job by God I won't let anyone be a renegade here no but anybody that wants to feel welcomed here they're welcome here how many know that's that's just true that's the way it's got to be. But to pursue Indy means I can't do everything from in this building. Some of you are going to baptize people you work with at the hospital this year. But lost some are 
don't baptize guys we work on construction jobs with. We're, some of you friends, some of you teenagers, you're going to baptize kids from school this year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We're going to baptize lots of people. We're going to see people filled with the Holy Ghost. Hear me now. They're not all going to be filled with the Holy Ghost here. Some of them are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost at your school, on your college campus, on your job site. They're going to ask you to go to lunch. Why? Because we're pursuing Indianapolis. Because, Brother Denny, I don't want to just get in here and sing glory, glory and not take any of the glory with me. 